Hi, my name is Philia, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround everyday life, including our faith walk with Christ. I always say, faith cannot rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. So, Yemi, how are we enlightening our audience today? Well, Philia, we are in the season of Unlocking Wisdom, where we examine the book of Proverbs, which is designed to give us foundational truths in order to give us guidance for living a successful life through the wisdom and knowledge of God. Today, we are talking about the wisdom of fighting against envy. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone has been <laughs> in envious at some point point in time in their life. Um, so it's very good to figure out what that looks like right. and how we fight against it. So I'll be reading from a couple of Proverbs. Um, this is like Proverbs 3, 6, 14, 23, 24, and 27, because this is a very common thing yes. <laughs> for human nature. Um, so it's very important that we learn about it. And I began Proverbs 3, 31 to 32. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways for the devious are an abomination to the Lord, but he is intimate with the upright. Proverbs 6, 34 to 35, for jealousy enrages a man and he will not spare, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not accept any ransom, nor will he be satisfied though you give many gifts. Proverbs 14, 30, a tranquil heart is life to the body, but passion is rottenness to the bones. Proverbs 23, 17 to 19, do not let your heart envy sinners, but live in the fear of the Lord always. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Listen, my son, and be wise and direct your heart in this way. Proverbs 24, one to two, do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. For their minds devise violence and their lips talk trouble. Proverbs 24, 19 to 20. Do not fret because of evildoers or be envious of the wicked, for there will be no future for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. Proverbs 24, 4. Wrath is fierce and anger is a flood, but who can stand before jealousy? Amen. It's very interesting because... um, in these Proverbs that we read, we read about envy and we read about jealousy. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of distinction between the two. And I think it's important because even though we're talk- we started about talking about envy, we're talking about jealousy too. Right. We shouldn't be envious or jealous of others. We should find ways to resolve those feelings internally. Now, jealousy is being vigilant or guarded over something or someone. And it's rooted in suspicion and fear, um, fear ri- rivalry, fear of people, someone taking away something. So you're, you're jealous. Like, you know, people usually say that about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. They're jealous because they don't want someone else interfering or they don't want another person taking your, your partner away. And with envy, it's, you, it's rooted in discontent based on covetousness, mm-hmm. right? And desiring what some, someone else has. And so the biggest question is that why do we live like that? Why are we like this people? <laughs> I mean, Philia, honestly, <laughs> are you content with your level, with your level of life, like your possessions, your wealth, mm-hmm. where you are? Are you content? Okay. I've learned to be content. That wasn't always the case. The reason why is because I think that we so easily look to others to measure where we are in life, which I think can, 
it's healthy to do that. I think where it becomes unhealthy is where you start wishing bad for that person, right? Or saying, you know, it's okay to say why somebody and not me, but that's, I think we need to shift the focus. It's like, oh, if you do that for somebody and I'm in close proximity, then my turn will come soon. That I think that shift is what makes me not envious of others because we don't know one, what that person has been through to get to where they are. Everyone has a journey. Everyone has their struggles and everyone also has a destination, whatever that destination is. Maybe it's just not my time to get that wheel for that wheel to turn on my, on my spot. But I do know that God promises that it's going to get there. So that's where that whole, and we talk about it all the time, that faith, that belief, that trust, that's where it strengthens it. Because when you see good things happening to people, you're like, I'm good. So then it has to happen to me as well. And if it did not happen, I think we have to start to reevaluate our lives because we're so used to looking what's wrong instead of what's right. We'll realize that so many good things have been right. And we're just not realizing it because we're nitpicking about specific things. But the right and the righteous comes from us just being here, being here to be able to speak about it, having the testimonies, really looking into the things that God has truly blessed us with. And then those other things are literally just ice cream on top. So it's something I had to learn. I wasn't always like that. But I think in knowing God has helped me really come to an appreciation about the things that I do have and the things that I know I will acquire through his grace. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. And because that shows a level of faithfulness yes. in, in God. Yes. And um, I would say for me, I'm not content. While I'm grateful for what I have and what God has given me, and I know that there are things that I have gained over time, and I'm so grateful to that. Mm-hmm. I still desire to be in a different place place. Mm -hmm. I still desire more money. I desire to purchase a home. I desire to be married. I desire to have kids. I have these desires that I don't currently have. And so, no, I'm not content Content. because my desires haven't come to fruition. And as much as I say, well, in, in my time, people have a lot, a lot lately in my life have been reminding me that my time is up. Mm. Honestly, I don't even know why they don't just say, why don't you just go die? Right, it's right. over. Pretty much when they talk to me, that's what I hear. Your mm-hmm. life is over. Just go die. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that discontent stems for me is like you said, that comparison. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we live in a world where we get to see inside other people's lives. Right. If we didn't have social media, I probably wouldn't know what everyone else has. Right. I mean, I would know what my friends have because they're going to share their accomplishment and I'm going to compare myself to that. I mean, mm-hmm. as a Nigerian, I'm, I'm going to say specifically Yoruba woman because I can't talk about every mm-hmm. tribe, but as a Yoruba person who grew up in a Yoruba household, there was a lot of comparison. Look mm-hmm. at your mates. What are your mates doing? So right. you are constantly being compared to everyone else. And it wasn't a comparison about good stuff, like you're better than your mates or look what you have. Even though that shouldn't have been the conversation, it was always like you were lacking compared. Mm. And so I kind of live in this world where I see myself compared to other people. So whatever they have, I don't have. I'm unhappy. And it's not because I want what they have. Like, And I don't want to take what they have. It's just that why not me? Why not my turn? And, and in this Proverbs, like that we read, a lot of it says, like, don't envy evil, mm. evil people, evil doers. And I get that, like, 
that's easy. Right. But right? how do we know they're evil? Exactly. But that's what about I'm... good people? Right. right. Like, I think we envy <laughs> good people too. Right. Like, we're just like, I, I mean, the covetedness, right? Like, you want what they have. Right. You don't exactly want to take it, what they specifically have, but you want something similar. You want, right. you want to call it your own. You want to be able to have these things in your own right. But why? Why do you need that for yourself? Like, what, why is that, that, why is that your future? Why is your future based off of what somebody else has? And I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm trying to reconcile that and move past it and say, like, what are my desires and what are the root of my desires? And not because, oh, all my peers have this. It's because I desire it because of X, something that's based off of me, not Mm -hmm. anyone else. And that's a really bit of like deconstructing it and reconstructing it in my mind and like, renewing my mind and trying to wait on God's timing, mm-hmm. even though God tick, tick, tock. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing that and that transparency, because you're right. I think because we have an insight to other people's lives, it is so easy for us to feel like we're missing out on something. But again, we always know that very few people put their worst foot forward. They always want to put their best foot forward, but they're also going through things. But I think this idea that everything in due time, you know, in, in the, 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 the trust, like I told you, it has taken me time to have trust, right, in God that my time will come too. But it's funny that Solomon, this the Proverbs comes from Solomon's, you know, um, um, uh, wisdom, because in even the book of Solomon, the story of the two women um, who both had baby boys, right? And I think one baby died and the other one tried to steal the other, right? I think, um, and, and accused the other one of having the, the dead son. I think his decision was to split the, the, the child in half. And only the real mother said, no, let her take it. And that's how he knew who the real mother was. I think that to me is what jealousy and envy is because you want harm to come to another. You want catastrophe to come to another. But when it's when someone is is enjoying something or they have something that maybe you may want, I think the goodness comes from when you are truly happy for that person because I think that's when you are open to an abundant amount of blessings that God will also give you because you are not experiencing this negativity. We talk about that negativity being a poisonous seed that tends to germinate. It's okay for you to look at your life and say, you know what, I need to work and strive harder to get to this particular place. But when goodness happens to somebody, also be have a genuine heart that, that, you know, it's great that this happened. I know my time will come. I mean, I, I think that's where we need to get to. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we need to get to a place where we can be happy for other people. And I think, I think in general, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are happy for the success of others, but it doesn't stop their desires, right? Like it's easy to say like, I'm happy for your success and be happy for it. But it doesn't mean that your feelings of wanting something similar or the same will die. And, and like you said, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think what happens is if we start acting out on it in a way that's distasteful or sinful, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can't go out and steal just because I feel like I need, I need a, I need to uh, buy a house, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can't, I, I want to buy a house, but 
Can I, should I be mischievous about it? Should I go lie on my tax returns and, and, co and collect a lot of money um, so I can have house or furniture or whatever it is? No, these are not the things I should do. This is why like focusing on what someone else, is, someone else has is detrimental because when it's not your time or whenever you haven't worked for it, you kind of, you may do things in a negative way. And that's why it says, don't follow the evil person because the evil person takes what they want, right? And they'll do it in a way that, that is distasteful or sinful. And that's what we're supposed to avoid doing. And then at the same time, right? Like we, we don't want to sin because we want to take something. You like all the things that I want, I don't want to take them I don't want to take them out of fear and I don't want to take them out of, I don't want to take them. I want them to be given to me. I want to be blessed by them. Right, right. That's but what happens when you're waiting for them? Like you, we say God's timing is the right timing, but I know when I've made decisions in my life and I put it before God and I know years have passed, right? Mm -hmm. Like how long am I supposed to wait for God? Sometimes the blessings that you seek may not even come in your generation. How do you Find mm -hmm. content with that. Mm -hmm. What if it's not for you, right? Whether God is like, yeah, it's going to happen, but this is this is not your portion. It's not your portion. Wow. How do you become reconcile okay with that? Reconcile. Okay. Um, that's a good question. I think it's an excellent question for all of us to ponder on. You're right. I think when you want and pray for something so much and you don't get it, and especially don't get it in this lifetime, I think it's very hurtful because you feel like... Uh, you have not been chosen or selected or favored. I think, I mean, I think what you have to do and that's where trusting the process comes in and trusting God, because if it's not your portion, you have to know that in this world, everyone, even before we were even in the womb, God knew exactly our beginning point and our end point and all of the facets that come with it. And just trusting that if it's not my portion, then I have to accept that one. And two, then something else is my portion. And maybe the thing that is your portion may not be the other person's, may not be for someone else, but it will be for you because that is the thing that it has been marked for you. That is your, that is what you have been ordained with and just be happy and relish in the fact that that is your portion. Not all of the things that we want are necessarily good for us. Not all of the things we want may not even be healthy for us. It might be saving you from something else that could happen, you know, and we don't know what that is, but God knows. And that's the reason why some things, certain, certain things don't happen a certain time. Yesterday, for instance, I was actually, I went to Maryland over the weekend and um, we I, actually, I only went for one day. It was less than 24 hours. And I came downstairs and my car wasn't working. And I was like, what is happening? Like literally this car was fine. It went, I went upstairs to go change, came back down, literally could not figure out what happened. And, um, and I remember Quan, he was like, you know, I don't know what's going on. Why is this car? Oh my God, it's messing up our plans. I was like, no, we'll just Uber ourselves to where we need to go. We'll worry about it later. Whatever it is, I feel like God, maybe he's averting an accident. Maybe who knows? Like there's no reason why this is happening, but the fact that it happened, we got to be able to accept that this will happen right now. It's midnight. There's nothing we can do. All we can do is just leave it in God's hands and then wait till the morning to figure it out. And I remember in the morning when we got up, I said, you know what, before we try to start figuring out, you know, getting a mechanic or getting the car towed, go and see if it works. Whatever it is, I'm sure it will work now. And we went down and he was like, you called it. The car turned on. There was nothing literally wrong. And I said, who knows why God did not make us get into this car yesterday. So also being able to trust that 
when something happens, it doesn't have to be bad. It could just be for the goodness. And that's the reason why it happens. And I know it's so difficult to accept, especially when it's certain desires that we have. That's easier said for like something like a car. But when you have some really internal desires that you've been wanting and it doesn't happen for you or has not happened for you, because I truly don't believe it doesn't always pan out that way. You have to be able to trust the process. For me, that is what I've come to. And that's, it's, it's still a process though. This is not something that's so set in stone. It's still a daily thing for me. Oh yeah. I think all of these things are, are daily efforts. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree that we can, um, we can trust God and find content in trusting God. It's hard because we do live in a world of comparison. It's hard because we see everyone, like you said, nobody puts their bad foot forward. Mm-hmm. They want to put their bad. Mm-hmm. So we see all the good things that are happening for other people. And we can only say like, why not me? Because I don't, I'm like, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. I work hard. I do this. I do that. I can list all the great things about myself and be like, why not me? Right. And then I can list bad things about other people. and be like, why them? Why them? Yeah. It's so easy to, 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 right. to do it's that. Easy, right. It's easy to like point and, and, and mm-hmm. ask God, like what's going on and, and, and in that content turn to bitterness, but I don't want my bitterness to become a tree. Yeah. I don't want it to grow fruit. I want to find content and peace and, and happiness but I want more for my life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the desires. I think it's just how you go about getting them your and, how, and yeah, and your reaction to other people. Like mm-hmm. I definitely applaud the success of other people, but it still pains me when I'm like, well, why not me yet? Mm-hmm. Right. Like why I like, if you're, if you, you're getting married, I'm like, we should get married together. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. your marriage and my marriage. Like right. I, I, I told my friend the other day that I don't, I was like, unless you're close to me, I'm not going to anyone's wedding anymore. And she was like, well, why? There's obviously some, a reason why. And Mm -hmm. it's not for everyone to To know. know. Some things are personal and, and it's not, it's not trivial. And I don't really share my feelings because I don't like people to trivialize my feelings because they're mine. And, and I know how I feel and I know that what's important to me and I'm allowed these feelings. And I always kind of feel like people don't allow you the space to have mm-hmm. the feelings you have. Um, and so I'm like, well, because there is a pain, there's envy. Like, it's not mm-hmm. that I come like, I can honestly say, I don't want anybody's spouse. Like there's nobody I know who I'm like, I want your man. Right. Absolutely not. It's not, I want the person for me. I just don't understand why I haven't found my person. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, I don't feel like celebrating you. Not because I'm not happy for you. I can be happy for you from afar, but it just reminds me that I'm not where I need to be. And on top of that, everybody else reminds me. It's not like I go to a wedding and someone and people just leave me in peace. It will be your turn. Yes. How are you dating? Like, to be honest, like, leave me alone. Do you think that I want to be like, it's almost like I chose this. No, I haven't met someone that I want to be with Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Right. Like that's okay that I haven't met someone, but the reality is people make me feel bad about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to confront those feelings. Like who wants to feel bad, right? right? It's a joyous celebration. It I is. don't want to feel bad. I want to feel good. But the feelings of feeling good for you don't trump my own feelings they don't. because they're mine, right? Right. Like your happiness is yours. Right. I don't get to enjoy it. You get to enjoy it. And so it's, it's really for me, 
the struggle is not so much like I'm not happy for someone. It's just mm-hmm. kind of staying away. And it's not because I am not happy for them. It's more because okay. I'm trying to reconcile Your my own, own feelings, yes. right? Like I want to be, con- I'm not content. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm right. not content. And so if I'm not content, how can I be okay. happy for you all the time? I can be happy in that moment, but it's not lasting. It's not lasting. Because right. it reminds me of, of my lack. Got you. And I, and like I said, I think it's the way I grew up mm-hmm. where like everything was called to mind to this day, like compared to everyone else, mm-hmm. like, oh, this person is doing this. Oh, this person is doing that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, sis, for the transparency. You know, it is a struggle 100%. And you made a good point. You can still be happy for someone. It's momentarily at the moment only because it still reminds you of what you're lacking or your desires that you that that are lacking in a sense right so i think that um that's a hard that's a hard pill to swallow one because it is a reality but it doesn't have to necessarily be the finisher of your of your chapter of your story um the reason why i always like to bring these these testimonies up is because they also show that everything is in time, in God's time. I spoke with one of my former directors and um, I was talking to her about a project that I was supposed to do. And she's a totally different company. And she said, hey, guess what? I'm finally pregnant. This lady's 45 years old and she's had three marriages. And from her last marriage, um, her her husband wanted children so badly. They could not have children. They had a, a, a struggle with everything she tried. And as soon as they divorced, he got with someone else and that person got pregnant. So for this woman, she was like, what is me? Like, what is it? Like, I don't understand. And got with someone else. They were, they've been dating for about three or four years now. And now she's 15 weeks pregnant. Now, my whole thing with this story is that she, people had already written her off. Oh, you're already in your forties. You know, it's too late. You never did this. Why do you feel like you need a man to have a baby? You know, like resorting to other things because that that's also another reality too, where is it more important to have the man or have have the baby? And some people feel like I want both. Why can't I have it all? And it's okay to want to have it all. But it also showed me that, wow, like it just wasn't your portion at the time for those two other previous men. It was this one that God gave you to, to share this wonderful thing with. And I told her, I said, I pray that you can have a fulfilling pregnancy. Um, everything comes to terms, you know, and it was just so wonderful to hear because it made me feel like, wow, how about those other ones that want the same thing for themselves? I have a cousin who has met a beautiful man there. He's in his fifties. She's in her late forties. I mean, you know, if God gives it to them, then it, that's what, that's what happens, you know, but it's something where we, when we grow up, we have this vision of the things that we think we're going to acquire. And sometimes it doesn't pan out, but how do we still find happiness in the other things? That's a posing question that we all need to self-reflect and start to really think about, because it's about praying to find happiness in what we have and the things that we will acquire, which may not necessarily be the things that we truly desire. Amen. I think that things can change. Mm -hmm. I think that God is good and faithful. We just don't know his plans and we don't know his timing. And as humans, we struggle with that. But the author also tells us that there are a couple of steps that we can do to move ourselves away from envy. First, we can rearrange our priorities so that the knowledge of God is more important to us, that that is wealth. Like 
being intimate with God should trump every other desire that we have because we know God will bless us. And it's like you said, you trust God. When you're intimate with God, you trust him. You trust his sovereignty. You trust his providence. You trust that things will work out. Second, you can change your perspective and find true reward in being faithful to God. Being faithful to God looks like a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. things. But I think about today when we talked about in church is to love your neighbor above, um, love God with all your heart and soul and then love your neighbors. And it's like, why can't you show love and kindness in the interim? Why can't you serve God and serve the community in the interim? Change your perspective a little bit about what you can do, what you can, how good you are in this world instead of what you lack. Right. And then third, you can change your values and 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 realize what is the biggest treasure mm-hmm. in this life. Is it your relationship with God? Is it your relationship with your family? Is it your relationship with your church? I mean, obviously, number one should be God. Right. <laughs> but think about how you how you rearrange your values and focus on those things. Focus on those things that are good and true. And the love of God will never disappoint you. Will never. If you think about the ways that God loves you, how far you've come, what he saved you from. Like Phineas said, you don't know what he's saving for you from in any moment. Mm-hmm. You don't need to force the issue. Trust in him. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. Wow. Well, thank you so much, sis. I think that this discussion is one that we can be completely self-reflective on looking at our lives and really praying for discernment so that we can continue to trust and believe in God's word. We look forward to seeing you. Um, Stay tuned for our announcements and our closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on unlocking wisdom through the book of Proverbs. Treading Faith is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, simply spread the news and follow us. Click that like button, and then you can easily comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Today's topic on the grind of envy is something that could easily consume us when we are of this world and losing our purpose of being in this world. We must continue to be transformed by renewing our minds daily. Now let us join together in prayer because we truly believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Our prayers are strengthened in numbers, so we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Heavenly Father, do not allow us to be too firmly attached to this earth, that we should fall in love and crave for too many things. Guard us from a jealous eye and an envious heart. Save us from the tyranny of possessions. Mature us, Father God, in the choices that we make. Control our desires for earthly satisfactions. Give us the courage, Father God, to be content. Give us back from wanting. Hold us back from taking. Lead us to find a balance of moderation and a zest for living. Father God, we thank you for the difficult people in our lives that challenge us and pushes us to be better. Father God, we ask that you provide us with the strength, courage, and grace to Death with the haters or deal with them, Father God. Deal with them in a way that you see fit, Father God. 
Give us the discernment, Father God, to recognize when we should confront our oppositions, Father God, and confront them directly when it's best to forgive and move on. Father God, we pray that you open our eyes to the love and the peace that you want us to show thy neighbor. Fill their hearts so that they may no longer feel anger or resentment towards us, Father God. Help them to understand that their hurtful words, Father God, and actions come from a place of pain within themselves and not from us, Father God. Father God, may they find comfort in knowing that you are always with them and will never leave them nor forsake them. Father God, we pray that you soften our hearts towards those who don't like us so that we can act accordingly to your love instead of responding out of bitterness or retaliation, Father God. May we have the discernment, Father God, to know when it is necessary to stand up for ourselves while remaining loving and compassionate and understanding at all times, Father God. Father God, we need your divine help on how best to deal with difficult people. We know that you have given us the word full of wisdom and direction to help us navigate, Father God, all of life's challenges. Father God, we ask that you give us the strength not to respond in kind when facing hostility, but instead to respond through love like you have made us in your image, Father God. Father God, you want us to love like Jesus loved the church, Father God. Father God, we pray for discernment. We pray for direction and we pray for the wisdom for you to grace us with your mercy, Father God. Father God, remind us of the Bible verses such as Proverbs 15, 1, which says, Father God, a gently uh, a, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And Galatians 6 verse 7 says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that will also reap. Father God, these scriptures, let them be imprinted on our hearts so that they become part of our daily decisions and interactions with difficult people. Father, grant us patience when dealing with difficult people and help us to remember that negative energy, it, it continues to fester in others, Father God. Father God, may we always, always show grace and mercy, even when it feels impossible to do so. So give us a heart Father God, full of compassion for those who are struggling. Remind us each day that all people are deserving of respect, regardless of their behavior or beliefs. We thank you for this opportunity, Father God, and we ask you for the courage and strength to handle any situation with your divine grace. Father, we know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. In Jesus' precious name, may the church say amen. Amen. And amen. We thank you so much for tuning in, listening. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast as much as we have. Please remember to always be kind to one another. Walk in faith, walk in love. And sometimes we feel that we have worked too hard to remain where we are. And we feel bad when we see the greenhorn doing better. It takes the Holy Spirit to take one away from the mindset and remind us that God is all we need and all that matters. We thank you. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you soon. Bye.